everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their juicy hearts. <laughs> With your hosts, us, it's Ariel and Raylene. What if I just said my name was Juicy? <laughs> <laughs> I almost said with your hosts, Juicy Ariel and Juicy Raylene. And then I was like, that's the wrong like way that. to start. We don't like that. No. That's not what we stand for. Okay? But you are bringing Juicy back. I see that. I'm bringing Juicy back. Oh, shoot. Okay. I swear so... this isn't a nighttime episode. It has the nighttime energy already. but It has the nighttime energy. It does. We're feeling a little silly. <laughs> Whenever Aileen and I record at night, the episodes go a little unhinged. Yeah. Um, I think the reason is over-exhaustion on yeah. my front. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been such a tiring week. Um, if if everyone on the camera just saw me squint for a second, I almost <laughs> ran over my foot with my <gasps> wheels on my chair, but I didn't. I didn't. Um, yeah, it's been such a fun, fun week, but it's been so hectic mm. and Full. As you recall, I had my friend staying with me yeah. um, and she visited for a week um, and it was so much fun. And I, <laughs> I really jam packed the hell out of that week. Oh like I was gosh. like, I want to show you everything. I really want everyone that comes to visit me to get like a really full representation of like what Nova Scotia is all about. Yeah. And I'm like, that includes like small towns and rural areas like where I live. Mm -hmm. It involves the coast, but it also involves the city. And so I'm just like trying to show everything. And at the end of every night, we just like fall dead asleep. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it was like a, you know, like a field trip. Like I was hosting a field trip. Um, which I did when you were here as well. But now, yeah. really, I have a much better You've tour. been there much longer, yeah. Yeah, I know so many, like, more spots to show and everything. But overall, it was such a fun trip. I loved her visit here. We had so many good chats. She's so clever. She's so mm. smart. Yeah. Her name is Kelly. Uh, Kelly, if you're listening to this, you're a genius. <laughs> and I loved talking with her. Like, it honestly did make me feel sad that she was leaving because I was like, we, we had really good pub chats, oh, which is like yeah. only something that I ever had in England when I was like living over there. And I would like go out with Lena, yeah. who we've had on the podcast before, and I'd go to a pub with her and we'd have pub chats and like rare. It made me, that always made me feel like, oh, this is just like special because I'm in England. But then Kelly was here and we'd go to the pub near our place where we stay in Halifax and we'd have these great conversations. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I could have it here. So anyway, <laughs> I really try, I feel like I made my pitch pretty good to try and make Kelly move here. Um, it's not out of the question, which is awesome. Right. Maybe one day you'll get at least one person. To that's move. all I need. I just need one. I, uh, she's finishing her PhD program, oh right? And so after that, she has to get a job. And I'm like, there's jobs here. There's jobs here. I swear to God, there's jobs here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but actually, we went to a couple bookshops <gasps> together. Because uh -oh. obviously, I had to show her some bookshops. And um, some purchases were made. Some purchases were made. So there will be a book haul element to, to this. But the other thing I wanted to mention is if I, it, hopefully it won't come off in the audio part, but if in the video <laughs> part, you're like, Ariel's not moving or she's like moving weirdly. I threw out my back like Ouch. two days ago yeah, and I haven't been sleeping at all. 
like because I'm just like can't get comfortable. Oh, no. Like ev- I'm like it's been so painful. It's honestly been really bad. I I've cried twice about it, <laughs> and thankfully last night I I slept better than the night before, and but then I had to drive back home, mm-hmm. and I told my mom, and she was like. Let me get the heat pad. <laughs> and she went and brought me her electric heat pad. So I'm laying, Ooh, I have yeah. it behind me and it's working. It's working wonders. Yeah, those things are it's awesome. really nice. So anyways, if I'm acting weird or if you see me doing like what I just did, like adjusting, that's what it is. <laughs> it's nothing She's strange. just adjusting. How about you, Raylene? How was your week slash weekend? Uh, the week, I don't really remember the week, but the uh, yeah. weekend was uh, a weekend to remember because oh. um, we finally started painting stuff around the house (gasps) no we haven't painted the purple wall yet but we are going to so we started we decided that we wanted to start just by fixing up the living room like just focus on one room instead of trying to like paint the whole house and then move on to something else because that's just crazy so we were like you know what let's just do the living room because it's the room that i want to hang out in the most but i don't currently want to hang out in it because i don't like it in there um so so everybody knows let me paint you a picture the living room is this small little room with a fireplace and a like pinky purple wall which some people like pretty much everybody that has come to our house is like wow i love that wall but kyle and i don't like the wall so the wall is gonna (laughs) maybe they just Maybe they just like that it's colorful. Exactly. I think it's like the novelty a green one it. even more. Nobody nobody yeah. else has a pink wall in their house. So <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. cool. But exactly. um, so we decided that we wanted to start with painting the fireplace um, so that we could mm. kind of gauge how dark of a green we want to go with based off of that. So the fireplace was like an ugly white kind of but painted so terribly that like you can see through the cracks and there's like weird colors it just looked dirty and like yeah not nice and so on friday night we sanded the mantle also when we first moved in the mantle had crown molding like glued onto it which was so strange so we ripped that off a few months ago and then yeah on the friday night we sanded that puppy down and then on saturday we put down primer over the whole thing and then yesterday we painted over it and so it's been what color did you paint it sorry i missed oh i did not tell you so we painted the like the mantle and the tile is like black which actually when we opened up the paint it was a very very dark blue (laughs) we thought it was black but it's actually just really really dark blue but anyway it looks like black and then we did like a dark gray for the stones that's like a stone fireplace so it does look really cool because it just looked like grungy and weird white and now it looks kind of like sexy stone like it looks yes it looks a little bit more like natural almost well also Mm. not being because it is painted but yeah i think it looks way better now and i'm really excited to paint the walls so that was my weekend (laughs) lots of painting so my arms are kind of sore because painting the fireplace is a lot more work than you think it's going to be because there's so So many crevices oh my goodness so there was a lot of painting like this yeah dabbing yeah oh so my my arms are really sore now (laughs) it's like i did a workout but i just painted a lot yeah but it was fun that's so exciting i'm so i'm really excited like i all week long i was like i can't wait to paint the paint i can't wait to paint the fireplace like i was so excited that's all i could think about and now i'm just like ready ready to paint the wall and painting a wall is going to be so easy in comparison (laughs) in comparison it's going to feel stupid it's you're going to be like wow this is child's yeah anyone could do child could paint this wall (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it was a lot of fun i genuinely love painting stuff like i just find Mm. it to be so fun even though it's a lot of work i love it yeah i love it that's so sick that's so sick i'm so excited to see the photos 
Please send me photos. You know I love that stuff. Let's talk about reading, I guess. I can feel myself hunching Uh because I'm like, "Uh, season. I'm season up. (laughs) You should have just laid down on a couch for this recording. Yep. I should have just been horizontal. Supine. Really, I'm pretty hyped on my book haul. I think I want to start there. I think you should start. Go for it. I'm really curious to see what you got. As always. I got such a cool stack of books. Okay. Um, so let's start with this one. And I I saw this in the shop. I wish that there was like a recording of me. <laughs> I'm not encouraging anyone. I'm not encouraging anyone to record me in public. But <laughs> I was just like, I, I wish that somebody could have seen like recorded it. Because yeah. I like pulled this down from the shelf. I just kind of stared at it confusedly for like a long time. Yeah. I think I was, again, I was just really tired by this point. I was really staring at it. I was like, I don't know this book. Do I know this book? Oh. I was like, does Raylene own this one? I don't remember. Oh my gosh. But it's, so if you own this, uh, I don't remember you owning it. But do you own or have you heard of Mild Vertigo by Miyako Kanai? No. Okay, great. I don't think cool. I've ever heard I... of it or seen it anywhere. Okay, me neither. I Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Because I was like, why? Am... I think I was confused because um, it's by Miyako, which obviously yeah. the there's the Kawakami. popular author that has that same first name. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the confusion was. But this is so exciting, really. Yeah. For a couple of reasons. Number one, it sounds awesome. Uh, <laughs> that's obviously the most important thing. Like, the book sounds really cool. Well... You know what? I think it's going to sound really boring to most people. because <laughs> Is it, it better woman doing nothing? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, it is! It's literally just, it says, the apparently unremarkable Natsumi lives in, modern to- in a modern Tokyo apartment with her husband and two sons. She does the laundry, goes to the supermarket, and gossips with neighbors. As Natsumi's conversations with her family and friends blend seamlessly into her infernally buzzing internal monologue, the book unmasks the lonely, dizzying reality of being unable to locate oneself in the endless stream of minutiae that forms a home where both everything and nothing happens. I love it. (laughs) I know, me too. I was like, this sounds perfect. (laughs) Exactly what we want. Um, One thing that I thought was interesting, it says... With shades of Clarice Lispector, oh. Elena Ferrante, and Kobo Abes. I was like, what an interesting yeah. choice of th- authors that they're bringing together. Yeah. Um, But it's also blurbed by Hiroko Oyamada. Oh. Hiroko Oyamada says the, this, her writing represents one of the high points of Japanese literature. The tiny details giving shape to the everyday. Uh, their utter ordinariness. <laughs> I could really see this being boring as hell. Oh, right. Um, but in a way that will work for me. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really was excited about is just I like the cover a lot. I think it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then the third thing is, then this is the other big thing, is that it's published by New Direction. Of course. This... I know you're going to say it. <laughs> yes. My new favorite publisher, awesome. New Directions. Um, so I'm guessing that this came out recently if neither you nor I have heard of it because... Yeah, it must be. We are big fans of the old uh, Japanese translated. Yep. Yep. Okay, here. This is fascinating. 2002. Nope. First Japanese edition published as, I can't pronounce that, in 1997. Oh. But then the copyright for the 
English version, it says 2002, but then this version is 2023. Oh, so, yeah. wow. So it just, just got released. a new translation. Very cool. Uh, by Polly Barton, who I also we know like Polly. We know that yeah, stuff. Polly know translated Polly? There's No Such Thing as an Easy Job, I'm pretty mm. sure. <laughs> so that's going to have a nice British flair, if that's the, what yes. I'm remembering correctly. <laughs> I totally agree. Okay, cool. So the ne- that was at Bookmark in Halifax. Mm. When I love that Kelly store they part. have such a good curated selection i yes. think we were talking about that recently like some stores just like have it and some don't or maybe that was another friend i can't remember but some bookstores got it or you don't got it <laughs> some books it's true just like have a really good selection because the people who take care of the ordering or whatever just like have good taste and like know what yes. people want that are like a yes. little bit different than usual i feel like massey books in vancouver is like that too they have mm-hmm. such a good selection Anyway. I totally agree. Yeah. I think we were talking about it because either in last week or the week before that episode, I talked about going to the new bookshop, well, new to me bookshop in right. Enneganish. Yes, yes, yes. And I was like, this was well curated. Mm-hmm. So speaking of which, I went to another new bookshop. Yay! Well, that's awesome. In my mission this year to remind everyone, <laughs> this year I am attempting to visit every bookshop in Nova Scotia. There are, to, to the best of my knowledge... 36 and this yes. is my sixth or seventh mm-hmm. i've lost count but i i'm updating the website so if you want to see photos of every bookshop and then just a little blurb from me that's like mm-hmm. this is what i thought of it uh that's on our website linked in the description and in the show notes um but the one that i went to is one that i was not avoiding that's not right at all (laughs) but i was just like a little like ah this is not my comfort zone okay um it's called venus envy and it is a bookshop plus sex shop which is a classic combo you know i don't know why that's a classic combo but i see them all the time really where it's like a lot of pride and queer books and like a lot of like sex positive books and so it'll be a big bookshop and then in the back it's also a sex shop with like sex toys and stuff that's so interesting i feel like i've never seen a store like that but that does make sense okay that's interesting yeah yeah it's like a very sex positive space and like really celebrating all of that stuff and and it's um I've seen some in Toronto. I've definitely seen some in New York and London. I was going to say so big cities me, probably, not where cities. I live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I live in a very uh, conservative place. <laughs> Unfortunately. So for me, I, I I always feel awkward when I'm in a sex shop. I am not, I'm clearly not liberated enough. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to go more enough. often. I, yeah, that's it, really, and that's it. I, I'm like, I always feel like, oh God, okay, it's fine. I'm an adult. I'm allowed yeah, in I'm here. I'm an adult. Aerial. I'm allowed in here. I'm, but like internally, I'm like freaking out. Um, and at one point, so I went in with Kelly, and Kelly was like, "Are you feeling good?" I was like, "Oh, I'm, oh, I'm great. <laughs> feeling awesome." But here's what I will say: it was an amazing bookshop i actually will take all of my friends that are comfortable going to a shop like that i will take them Mm -hmm. to the shop because first of all it's more bookshop than it is sex shop yeah like it's okay it was like you know you never know the balance of those of those types of Mm -hmm. shops where it's like what is it just like a sex shop with a bookshelf or is it like (laughs) a bookshop with a back section or whatever it was definitely the latter the staff was so so friendly which is always my experience in shops like this. Yeah. Um, and especially in like LGBT plus um, 
bookshops. Mm-hmm. I find the staff to be so friendly and like really helpful. Yeah. And so they came up and they were like, would you, do you need any help finding anything? And I was like, actually, yes, because my friend Kelly, Mm. as I mentioned, is doing her PhD. She is studying ghosts. Oh my gosh. uh, To to really. I can see why you're friends. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, To really um, essentialize her work, because obviously it's much more complicated than that. But sex and performance and ecology, it's a beautiful, interesting project. Um, But yeah, she has started this like a uh, game where any bookshop we go into and or her in her normal life but me during this week yeah. every bookshop we went into she tried to find all of the books that have ghost or haunted oh. in the title oh interesting and she would take pictures of all of them and post them on her instagram stories and so it was super fun to be like because i've never had a, a mission like that where i'm like <laughs> yeah. oh, really or i'd be like yeah i'd be like kelly i found one and she'd run <laughs> over and she'd take a photo and then i'd be and i'd hear her be like oh look at this one and it was like it felt like winning even though we weren't yeah, winning anything it's a weird treasure hunt but i mentioned it to the to the people working in the shop and they were like oh, oh, oh this one this one they were like really invested <laughs> yeah. in the mission with us so they were so friendly and I felt like it was really, really well curated. Like the shop nice. had a lot of great stuff. Um, a lot of the kind of intersectional different areas, like a lot of indigenous stuff and black voices had a, a shelf and uh, also a lot of nonfiction on like learning about a lot of different stuff. There was a whole menstruation section. So wow. it was like, yeah, it was very, very cool. The book I ended up picking up there was Giovanni's Room. Oh, very good. Right? By James I Baldwin. I love for you. Yeah, that's a good book. I love this for me too. This is like one of these like bucket list books where I'm like, how have I not gotten to this yeah. yet? This is um, one of those books that very genuinely, I've never heard anyone not like it. It's just so good. <laughs> It seems like everyone likes it. They also had, what is the other one? Beale Street? The, if Beale Street, Street could talk. That one. Uh, have you read that one? No, I started reading that okay. one and wasn't really that into it, unfortunately. But. Okay, great. Because I said to Kelly, I was like, which one of these should I buy? She's like, Giovanni's Room. I yeah. was like, okay, cool. And I couldn't remember which one you'd read. Mm-hmm. I feel like you've read another one of his as well. I may Maybe have. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember. Anyways, I was like, I remember Raylene really liked one, but I don't remember which one it was. And so, okay, that's good news that it was Giovanni's Room. Um, I haven't read it, so you obviously know better than me. I almost feel dumb reading this out loud. But it's on the back. It says, set in the 1950s Paris of American expatriates, liaisons, and violence, a young man finds himself caught between desire and conventional morality. Um, Oh, Michael Ondaatje. Canadian Mm. author says, if Van Gogh, whoa, this is going to be crazy. (laughs) Here we go. What are you saying, Michael? (laughs) If Van Gogh was our 19th century artist saint, James Baldwin is our 20th century one. Wow. Uh, I think Michael's lost it a little bit because I'm like, (laughs) how can you compare a visual art to writing? That's okay. A little crazy, (laughs) but I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. Um, but yeah, this felt like a really a good one to pick up, especially also because, uh, again, it's Pride Month, obviously. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to pick up an LGBT book in the very sex positive shop. Yeah, that so worked out great. I really give my stamp of approval to Venus Books. Sorry, Venus Envy. Great bookshop. I will also say, um, 
I took photos in there, but they're not as good as my usual photos because I was like very aware mm. that I didn't want to photograph anyone in a sex shop. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm crossing a boundary. <laughs> so I would just do like little photos of like a bookshelf yeah. so that you could, you can get a flavor of it, but the photos, there's not as many and they're not as good. I'm just saying, <laughs> putting that out. That makes putting sense. That out there. Um, okay. The next one, this is, again, this is like every, worlds colliding. I got Pod <gasps> by Laleen Paul. Look how cool the cover it is. It is such a good cover. Yeah. It's really cool. So Kelly read this. Yes. Loved it. Okay. And, but she read it because she also watches Lena. Oh my goodness. Our pal. And All Lena loved around. it. Yeah. So Kelly read it because of Lena. And then Kelly couldn't fit it in her suitcase because <gasps> we bought so many books. Well, she bought so many books. And she was like, honestly, I'm happy. I would love to give this book to oh. you as like a little thanks for a great trip. And uh, just like, here you go. Yeah. And I was like, great. So she gifted me this <laughs> that book. That worked out perfect. Yeah, it worked out really well. Um, and it's kind of funny how I've talked about this book on the pod because of Lena. And on the pod. <laughs> just I've heard of it. Oh. <laughs> on the pod i see what you did wow. there um but yeah it sounds really i mean it sounds really crazy if i'm honest it does it's just about a bunch of dolphins right yeah it's <laughs> it takes so it says proud and sensitive ia a spinner dolphin has always felt like an outsider <laughs> oh no I love it. Her partial deafness has stopped her from mastering the art of movement that unites her pod. Oh. But now that she has come of age, she must join in. Uh, desperate to excel, Ia causes tragedy <gasps> and in her shame exiles herself into the vast ocean beyond her home waters. Oh my god. What? Kind of sounds like <laughs> the Lion King or something. <laughs> it kind of does, doesn't I it? Love I that. have heard. I have heard that it's very sad and very intense so i'll just mention that um i think there was some sexual assault stuff look at this amazing author photo um she's where the author in the author photo (gasps) is wearing those that bracelet do you see the bracelet it's like the kind of bracelet that surfers wear makes a lot of sense (laughs) she loves the ocean (laughs) that's a cool looking lady she's um Okay, and then the final two books I want to haul were sent to me by our buddy, um, Cam. You know Cam? I'm sorry, I'm reaching over to grab the books. (laughs) Cam, who has sent us a few books in our day, Mm. um, very excitingly sent me two books. One of which I asked for, one of which I did not. And usually (laughs) I'm super against publishers sending me books I didn't ask for, but this is a friend of mine who I've known for years and he was like you need to have it and the book that book is A New Season <gasps> by Terry Fallis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> How exciting. So this is very exciting obviously. Yeah. I'm obviously a big fan of the old albatross. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read you the note that Cam sent me. Also Cam has very cool handwriting ariel i know how much you loved albatross and i hope you'll enjoy his newest book which comes out this august from our friends at ms mcluhan and stewart mcclellan and stewart so i'm reading the back of this and i'm like oh my (laughs) god so it's about a guy jack mccaster which i'm like ah perfect (laughs) seems to have it all beautiful house a loving son of many talents and even a special bond with his ball hockey buddies 
but he's also learning to live with loss and the gaping hole it leaves in his life. Jack passes his days knowing he has the support of his family and friends, but still he can't shake the feeling that his days have gone gray and that time is slipping by so quickly. Then a shocking video from an unexpected source Uh gives him the gumption to haul himself out of his melancholia. Inspired by his fascination with 1920s Paris... (laughs) Oh! Jack finally visits the City of Light, following in the footsteps of Hemingway and Fitzgerald. Uh, slowly, the color seeps back into his life, aided by a chance encounter in a cafe that leads Jack into the art world and a Paris mystery nearly a century old. Whoa. Uh, is this Midnight in right? Paris meets Albatross? It sounds exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Promising. Very promising. That's pretty interesting stuff. So I was excited to get that. Oh, my back. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then uh, the other one, Raylene, I almost feel bad showing you this. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Roaming <gasps> by Mariko <laughs> and Jillian Tamaki. You should feel this- bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is by far my most anticipated graphic novel of the year. Yeah. Wait. Well, maybe tied with Miss Brenna Thumbler's uh-huh. lights. Very excited about that, actually. But Jillian and Marco Tamaki as a team is like the dream team yeah. of yeah, graphic maybe. novels. They, I feel like they were for a while releasing quite a few. Yeah. But then they really have stopped for a long time. And so this is very exciting because this is mm-hmm. like, I feel like I've been waiting ages for this. Yeah, it looks Like big. a new book by them. It's, huge. it's a chunk. Look how cool <gasps> the spine is. Oh, I want that. It's got pizza spine on it. Is, wow. Yeah, the spine is awesome. The book feels really good in yeah, the hands. Yeah. The color scheme is very cool. Oh, they're so good at that. They're so the simple color scheme, but it's just good so effective. Oh, my God. <laughs> we love graphic novels. Okay. It's, I know. It says Spring Break 2009, five days. Three friends at one big city. On their first March break as college students, old friends Danny and Zoe plan to reunite in a place they've always they've wanted to visit forever, New York City. Emotional tensions, new and old, vibrate against the resplendently illustrated backdrop of the city. Um, yeah, and it says, Roaming marks a triumphant return to the graphic novel and deft foray into new adult fiction for mm. Jillian and Mariko Tamaki. Um, I'm skipping a lot of the stuff there, but it's really exciting because as far as I'm aware, um, unless I'm... Th- no, I'm pretty sure every book that they've written together has been for y- the uh, for a YA yeah. audience. Yeah, I think you're right. And I loved them when I was in the YA audience, and I still can read them and be like, this is fantastic. Yeah. But it's obviously, it hits different when you're reading a book that's more contemporary to you. And so the characters being in their 20s, I think, just sounds so exciting. Yeah. Um, so I was so, when I opened, when I felt it in the mail, I was like, wait, this one's thick She's and heavy. <laughs> I feel like this could be it. And when I opened it, I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a really exciting thing to receive. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. So... That's my big old stack. Um, stack. Isn't that a cool stack, really? Yeah, it's like, like very random, but in the best it way. It is pretty random. Like, I feel like it's random, yeah. but it's all books that you really want, you know? Yeah, this is a cool, weird it pile. Cool stack. Um, but I feel like, I feel like I really didn't go overboard. Like, the only yeah. two books I bought out of this stack were, I bought one book at each shop that we visited. Yeah. I bought 
mild vertigo in the one shop giovanni's room in the other shop i was gifted a book and then i was sent the two books perfect um so i didn't feel like i went overboard but i still got a bunch of really cool things yeah which is awesome that worked out well um did you get any books this week no i Ooh. didn't i've been cool. controlling myself just this one time <laughs> I've, I've, yeah, had a lot of book hauls throughout the past few weeks, so. It's true. Luckily, I've controlled myself. I don't have <clears> any <throat> new books to haul. That's okay. That's, yeah, definitely probably good. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I have to agree with well, you. Well, if you haven't hauled, have you read? What is, yes. What's the reading update? Yes, so I know. have finished two books since cool. we uh, talked last week. Um, the first one being Page Boy by Elliot Page. Elliot Page was born in Halifax, Nova Scotia in 1987 and began his acting career at the age of 10. He has starred in dozens of films and was even nominated for an Oscar for his role in Juno. In 2019, he wrote and directed a documentary called There's Something in the Water, which is about environmental racism in Nova Scotia. So, first of all, I'm really excited that I got to this book so quickly after it came out. That yeah, was a big thing for me, which was really cool. And um, I will say, I liked the book. I didn't Ooh. love the book. Um, so, and that has nothing to do with Elliot's story, obviously. Like, it's yeah. so hard to kind of review memoirs because it sounds like yeah. we're reviewing their story, but that's not it at all. So yes. here's kind of my journey with this book. It's pretty short. It's 270 okay. pages, I think. But I feel like it was trying to cover way too many topics in that short of a amount of time. And so I feel like a lot of subjects didn't really get delved to like deeply or as deeply as yeah. they could have been because there were a lot of like heavy topics, but then also just like talking about being an actor and what mm -hmm. that's like. And, you know, there's like an eating disorder moment and like there's lots of heavy things that happen and i feel mm. like he just didn't like talk about them and like reflect on them i guess as much as i would have sure. liked in a yeah, memoir yeah. um i find memoirs are most effective when they're you know about one specific say moment in a person's life and they're yes. just reflecting on that and like showing how they've grown because of it or whatever and i just feel like this book was too all over the place mm. and so like i liked it like i definitely don't think it's a bad book but it just wasn't what I wanted it to be, I guess, which mm. kind of sucks a little bit. I've been seeing lots of mixed reviews for this book. Like some people oh, really, really love it. Some people hate it. And then some people are, are like me, like right in the middle. So it is okay. kind of, it just depends on your tastes, I guess. And I've, I've read quite a few really good memoirs recently, which I think could have been to the detriment of this book. Like I feel like I, totally. you know, I just read Know My Name like a month ago and it was the best memoir I've ever read. And it's going to be really hard to live up to that. Um, so wow. I did try to read this with like, you know giving it some slack but even so i just feel like it should have maybe been longer if if you wanted to like mm. dive into so many so many topics but anyway so i i, I felt kind of neutral about that one but yeah but that's interesting i mean i am glad that you read it yeah though. exactly like, no yeah. i'm glad i read it and it was nice to like learn more about elliot page like there was a lot about his childhood and like you know journey through the industry that i didn't realize yeah. was happening and it makes me like feel so much sympathy for him through like all mm. the stuff that he went through so learning more about him was really was really good um you mentioned last week that it's like not linear like it does it, oh it yeah jumps back that was forth. another How kind of that? problem that i had with okay, it like yeah. it would be so confusing all of a sudden like you'd yeah. be talking about things that are happening like that happened in the past few years and then all of a sudden he's like and now i'm nine and let me tell you about this thing that happened right. and i feel like that was part of 
the problem too is it just jumped around so much and mm -hmm. it was hard to follow the story i wish it would have just focused on certain time periods and kind of moved you through totally. from past to present but it didn't really do that which was kind of kind of crazy kind of okay yeah i feel like listening to this on audiobook would be extra confusing so i wonder mm, i wonder how people feel about that yeah um, but yeah, so just like a very middle of the road memoir. I would definitely recommend it if you want to read, you know, if you want to read it, go for it. But that's just my take. And then cool. after yeah. I finished that, I read another new favorite. So, so it all worked out. So okay. after I finished reading Page Boy, I decided to pick up Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain was a celebrity chef, author, and travel documentarian who, after graduating from the Culinary Institute of America, spent many years working in various professional kitchens in New York. His best-selling memoir, Kitchen Confidential, launched his career as a celebrity chef, and in it he reveals the unglamorous truths about being a professional chef. So, I'm so glad that I decided to pick up this book <laughs> when I did yeah. because it was just like the rejuvenation that I felt like I needed. I feel like yes. I could have fallen into a slump of just like, I don't know what to do now after reading that sort of middling book. Yeah. And then I picked up Co Kitchen Confidential. It actually happened because the audiobook became available for me at the library, like the day I finished mm. Page Boy. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to listen to this book. And I'm Amazing. so glad I did. First of all, the audiobook is incredible. It's read by Anthony Bourdain. And he is just so, like, I really like him. And it's funny because mm. I never, like, watched any of the shows he did or I haven't read any of his other books. So I actually don't really know him that well. Like, I don't know his okay. personality or anything. And so going yeah. into this book completely blind was really fun because of that. Because okay. he's just, like, really straightforward, really blunt kind of an asshole but he knows that he's an asshole and like i just love the way the book was written and um but yeah for those who don't know this is a kind of like partly a memoir and partly him just like unveiling the dark truths about like mm. professional kitchens and like things mm -hmm. that happen in restaurants that people might not want to hear about so it's kind of like a, a little bit of a scary read if you like go to restaurants a lot because it'll teach you some yeah. things you might not <laughs> might not like uh -oh. but he also gives lots of good tips on like you know, these are things that you could, should look for in a restaurant you're going to. Like these are, mm. you know, red flags and these are green flags. And if you want to become have, a chef, these are the things that you, you can do. And it was really interesting. Do you have an example of like one thing that kind of stuck with you? Oh, well, one um, thing he said, apparently, yeah. I don't know if this is still true or if it's true in every restaurant, but a lot of yeah. restaurants apparently will like reuse bread. Like if somebody sends back an entire basket of bread untouched, Ooh. they'll just give it to another table. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, scary. <laughs> <laughs> so that kind of stuck with me. Another thing he says is that um, you should never order fish on Mondays because apparently like, oh. you know, they would get a big fish order on Fridays for the weekend. And on Mondays, you're just getting whatever scraps are left over and they're just oh. trying to get rid of it. So that was interesting as well. So he has like, lots of little tidbits of just like, ooh, <laughs> that is something I never would have thought of. But now I know. Um but yeah, so he kind of recounts all the different restaurants he's worked in and like the people he met there and what the environment of working in a professional kitchen is like. And yeah. like it really, it's eye-opening for people who think being a mm. chef is just like, oh, it's just this easy thing. You just, you just cook or whatever. It's like right. one of the hardest lifestyles Oof. you can have is being a professional yeah. chef. Like my God, I, I really am fascinated by that kind of stuff. I know that I would never want to work in a kitchen because that is just mm. not, it's too stressful, too stressful and too scary. But I love reading about it and like watching shows about it. I find it so interesting. But yeah, yeah so I 
loved this book. Like, love, love, loved it. And now I'm like, why, so awesome. why do I not only read memoirs? I'm starting to think that That's so <laughs> I might funny. be having a revolution here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how? Super um, sorry, when did that book come out? It came out how in 2000. Okay, okay, so. Yeah, it came out 23 years ago, so. Interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, and now I'm like, I need to read all of his books, and I need to go back and, like, watch all of his shows, which would probably take a long time, but I'm just like, yeah. I want to, tell me more about Anthony. I want to I wanna <laughs> see, I want to see his stuff, because I really, I really liked his personality that came through in the audiobook. <laughs> I forget, have, have you seen The Bear? Yes. That's okay. another show I love. I, I want more stuff like that. If anybody yes. can recommend me books or shows or movies that are set in kitchens, I would yeah. love that. And I've already seen the movie Chef and I've already seen the movie Burnt. So And the menu. And the menu. That's true. That's a slightly different vibe, but Yeah, it yeah. is a different vibe. But yeah, a, I really I really vibe. love that stuff. Yeah, I kinda wanna watch the bear again, honestly, after reading this book. It it felt like it had a similar vibe to that. Cause he's just got like yeah. a kitchen full of kind of like scrappy folks who like become family like oh that's what it's like probably in most kitchens so yeah have you seen that rom-com that's set in a kitchen what is it called <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> i'm trying to remember what it's called and it's got the guy who uh is two-face in batman i think i know who you're talking about but i don't know what movie this is you know what i'm talking about not at all okay let me let me let me think the dark knight we're gonna go on this rabbit hole together the dark knight that's the movie he's in he plays mm -hmm. two-face in that so i'm looking that up on imdb okay the actor's name is aaron eckhart oh right i knew i would recognize it when i heard it. and i feel like um i keep seeing like it keeps trying to show like netflix or something keeps trying to show me this rom-com oh <laughs> Oh my god, I found it. I found it. It's from 2007. Uh-huh. It's called No Reservations. <laughs> and it's Aaron Eckhart and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh. And it says, the life of a top chef changes when she becomes the guardian of her young niece. Oh. Okay, so maybe the movie is actually more about her than it is about him. I but in the so. posters I've been seeing, it's him in it. Okay. Um, okay, so you're telling me you haven't seen that. I have not. Maybe that'll be the next movie we watch together. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Abigail Breslin is in it. Oh, she's she the, the niece? Da she's the, yeah, she's the niece. Interesting. Classic. It's set in New York. I mean, come on. Yeah, New York <laughs> setting is also incredible. pretty awesome for this. That's pretty optimal, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, so that worked out really well. What are you reading now that those guys are over? Well, I don't know. I have to figure oh. out what I'm going to read next. <laughs> I, oh, my God. So I finished okay. Kitchen Confidential on, I think, Friday night. And then I just spent the whole weekend painting and, like, watching movies. Oh, I, I was kind of burnt out, so I didn't yeah. start anything. So okay. I don't know what to read next. I might need some help. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, in this exact moment, you want me to pick? No. Or you're like, you're God, text no. Me <laughs> I'll text you later. I am not prepared <laughs> I for that. I'm like, oh my god, here we go. Uh, uh. Okay, great. No, we're both freaking out. Um, all right. Well, my reading update is pretty low, pretty thin on the ground, <laughs> as they say in the industry. I am still reading A Single Man, and I'm still loving it. This book is fantastic. I'm like obsessed. I'm hoping that it ends well. Mm. The second half is really good because if so, this is going to be like a top read of oh, the awesome. year. I've um also been reading some secret books of yeah. which i cannot say 
because they're in preparation for our special episode 200, which is next week's yes, episode. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Which is crazy to think about <laughs> that, like, next week we'll be we'll be recording our 200th episode of that the show. That is pretty crazy. just wild. I hadn't that's really wild. let that sink in. Like, it, to me, it was just a number yeah. in my head before, and now I'm like, wait. No. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot of episodes of this thing. A lot um, of hours we spent I'll- talking to each other. <laughs> Isn't that so beautiful to think about? It is. Hmm. That is beautiful. I was talking to my friend that, that was staying, Kelly. I was like, because we were talking about the podcast. Yeah. And she was like, like, what's that like? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, it's one of my most genius moves <laughs> because it means I talk to Raylene every week. We have yeah. to talk. Got it. And so like so many internet friendships have like seasons where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I talk to this person a lot, but then we kind of drift out of touch yeah. and then we drift back into touch. Not with Raylene. It's every week. <laughs> I'm always there. <laughs> it's always there, which is awesome. Um, so yeah, we're really excited for episode 200 and we've like prepped a couple of fun, cute things to make it a little special, Mm -hmm. but some of that includes secret reading. And because of that secret reading on top of my friend visiting, I just haven't finished anything. Yeah. Um, Understandable. That was me a few weeks ago. I did my secret reading a couple of weeks ago. So if you remember, there may have been a time where I seemingly read nothing, but yes i actually see, read multiple books well, actually. <laughs> yeah that's true it's kind of good that we staggered it so, so now i'm reading like crazy <laughs> yeah and it's not like two weeks of both of us being like um <laughs> uh, i'm reading something but i can't tell you what it is can't tell you a goddamn thing yeah, that'll um, be fun. okay so let's jump in therefore to book games mm. so this week i i don't know i was just like I had a, an epiphany when I was showering the other day. I was listening to music and I was like, why don't we talk about music more? I love music. Music is great. <laughs> I just like got really excited about music. And so I was like, Ariel, yeah. the next book game, what we're going to do is we're going to match up books and songs. And this can yes. mean whatever you want it to mean. It can be a song that you just feel like has the same vibe as a book, or it can be based on a memory. You know, it can be anything mm. you want it to be. So I, I told Ariel to please pick three pairings, and I've also done the same, and then we'll just kind of chat cool. about them. I'm hoping that CJ can insert little clips of the music. Probably not very much because of copyright, yeah. but we might be able to squeeze in a couple a seconds spurt. of each song. That would be awesome. Because yeah, that would really um, help get the vibes across. Exactly. Yeah. So let me, shall I start right? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so I drove back home today and I was listening to the CBC, which I do a lot. And I was listening to the CBC and they were talking about, uh, CBC is such a hit or miss. It's such a hit or miss. Like sometimes I literally slam the button off. I'm like, I'm not listening to that. That's such a bad, like, what is this? Uh, Like this is such bad radio. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, this is a beautiful story. I mean. It's the thing of like, they have 24 hours of radio. Oh, of course, yeah. so much of it is going to be bad. Like they're just There's filling so air. much content. <laughs> yeah. My favorite par- part of the radio is like the, just at the top of the hour, they just do the news. Mm. So that's why I always will check in on. And then you, some, and then I'll start to listen to the next program. Yeah. And I'm like, God, no. <laughs> uh, but anyways, this time they had a really great piece okay. on it was awesome. They were interviewing an author of this book um, mm-hmm. that just came out, and I totally forget what the book is. Um, History of Emo. <laughs> oh, okay. 
of music and it was a book and that's like coming out right now in this time um and i don't remember what it's called which i feel bad about because it's honestly sounded so good and the mm. guy sounded really really fun um it was like the oral history of emo or something oh he goodness. kept saying the oral history i was like why do you keep saying oral history <laughs> It's just weird, I guess. Uh, oh, I found it. Yes. Okay, fantastic. It's called. It was called Where Are Your Boys Tonight mm. by Chris Payne. Oh, that's an emo name too, eh? Chris Payne. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, okay, so I was listening to this, and I listened to it for to like 20, for 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And I was like, this is fantastic radio. I'm loving this. The guy was really funny and interesting and kind of wasn't an academic he was sort of just like a, a guy that loves emo music but yeah. he used to write for billboard and everything okay anyhow moral of the story is <laughs> i was like he hyped it up so much that i was like i gotta listen to some emo yeah so okay. i gotta i just typed in emo into spotify yeah <laughs> so funny and i just listen to some random Spotify mm -hmm. playlist, right? And I'm just like, listen to the tracks and it's got all the classics on there. Yeah. And I feel like, I will say there was a distinct lack of Canadian emo oh. on the playlist I was listening yeah. to. Like it didn't have Billy Talent on it. It what? didn't have Three Days Grace on it. Excuse and me. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, where? I kept expecting them to come on. And they, I listened to like a lot of songs because I would like listen to some of it and then skip to the next yeah. one. I listened to a lot of songs and this playlist didn't have any. And so then I, I switched to a different playlist. Yeah. It also didn't have those two big bands. You should and just I was like, put on Billy Talent Radio. I know. That exactly. been the move. So then I, what I realized was that I realized this all of the time, actually, that <laughs> Canadian music is not as big as I think it is. Yeah, true. I'm like, Three Days Grace and Billy Talent, there is no Canadian who hasn't heard of those bands. Yeah. Especially, like, people our age. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, yeah, anyway. Anyway, that's an aside. That's an aside. I'm like, please, tell I'm so curious how this connects <laughs> to my game. You're going to recommend me a um, bunch of emo books now? <laughs> <laughs> I'll just... Uh, get Hold on. I need to put my eyeliner on thicker. <laughs> I'm listening to the second playlist. And uh, an early 21 pilot song comes Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> the music of my youth. And so them. I was like, honestly, I'm just going to listen to that album. So I'm just listening to the, the one with the two old men on it. I'm so Vessel. bad at album names. Yeah. Vessel. That's okay. Perfect. Thank you. I was listening to Vessel. And House of Gold comes on. Oh. <laughs> and I'm listening <laughs> to this song. I know, right? I know. I'm listening to this song. And it makes me think of... The Grapes of Wrath. Oh. Okay. Okay. So this is my first book and song combo. Okay. Uh, I had the lyrics here and now they're gone of cold. Uh, House of Gold. Okay. So it's sort of a little story, I guess, a little bit. It mm -hmm. says, she asked me, son, when I grow old, <laughs> it's going to be really hard not to start doing the melody. I know, right? <laughs> uh, when I grow old, will you buy me a house of gold? And when your father turns to stone, will you take care of me? And he responds, I will make you queen of everything you see. I'll put you on the map. I'll cure you of disease. It's so funny not singing it. I know. And so <laughs> feels wrong. I, it does feel wrong. And so I uh, was thinking it really, to me, feels like the story of like wor being working class and like mm. having these big dreams of like things are rough and it's like not a good family life or it's a, like a poverty thing. And you're like thinking of, of where you wish you were. Mm -hmm. 
you know what I mean? Like, I wish we didn't have to worry about disease. I wish we could have fancy houses. And then that made me think of The Grapes of Wrath, a book I haven't read. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, I don't know why I'm choosing this, but once I got it in my head, I couldn't get it out of I my head. I feel that. Um, and this is, I mean, I do, I know it is that. It's a family during the Great Depression driven from their farm um, and like having to travel across the country to try and find a new life right mm -hmm. so it's like poverty and stuff Fa family and poverty those yeah. are the two things vibes that i was feeling um and then right now like an hour or whatever ago when i was getting ready i was like looking for the lyrics again and i got on the youtube video oh, version of it okay and the music video raylene is shot on a rural farm what? like a you downtrodden farm and i was like um <laughs> I think I nailed that. I think so. Okay. Anyway, I really told a long story. No, for I love. That, I but... love how deeply you like thought about all of that. <laughs> My That's journey. really fun. I went on a journey. And before I jump into mine, I just want to say that I've also been listening to a lot of Twenty One Pilots the past few days because while Ooh, we were painting the fireplace, the I put on a playlist on Spotify called Eminem Radio because <laughs> I wanted nice. to listen to Eminem. And there was a lot of. Um, <laughs> I mean, not a lot. There were a handful of 21 Pilot songs thrown into that playlist as well, which was just so fun. It was it had a, a bunch of nostalgia. It was really good. But anyway, yeah, none of the songs awesome. I picked are 21 Pilots or Eminem for that matter. So Damn. I'll start from the top. I wish that you had picked Love the Way You Lie <laughs> featuring Rihanna. <laughs> Ooh, what book would that be? About something about a toxic relationship, Little... probably a Colleen Hoover book. <laughs> Little Fires Everywhere. Mm. Yeah. maybe maybe anyway that's that's not what we're that's not what we're here to do today i so. guess that's why they call it window pane <laughs> ariel <laughs> quit it you're making me laugh too hard um okay so i decided to go with the great gatsby as my first book um okay, cool and this one was actually kind of hard to pick just one song because i actually have a little playlist that i've started oh. that's anytime i hear a song that reminds me of the great gatsby i throw it into this playlist um, yeah. but the, the one I decided to go with is Dreamland by Glass Animals. Which is oh, okay. off of their most recent album, Dreamland. And I picked this not, not because of, um, lyrics or anything. It's just the vibes. The vibes are yeah. so ethereal and dreamy mm. and just feels like beautiful and gorgeous. And that, that to me just like feels like the great Gatsby, you know the glitz yeah, and glamour yeah. and all that kind of stuff and it's just such a good song every time i hear it i'm just like ah Gatsby. um but i also did want to yeah. give a shout out to one of the other songs on the playlist because i'm sure people will be yelling at me to mention this i oh. don't listen to taylor swift right not a swifty i'm sorry i'm yes. just not but i came across this song by taylor swift called happiness which i put into my okay. playlist because it's literally about the great gatsby <laughs> oh that's interesting. like there's okay. like some of the lyrics are quotes from the book which so i was like cool. i just came across it somehow by accident and i was like what is this <laughs> so i had to put it into the playlist yeah. even though and it's actually a pretty it's a nice song i don't hate the song or anything okay. i just wanted to what mention album that is it i think that's from? evermore i think god we're really revealing how we are not Swifties in this Listen, one. I used to be really into Taylor Swift when she mm -hmm. had the long curly mm -hmm. hair, when she was doing country the stuff. OG, yeah, the my OG friend Taylor, and I were yeah. into that. I was always trying to learn how to play those songs on the guitar. I did not know how to play <gasps> the guitar. So that was how much I was into Taylor Swift, just so everyone knows. Awesome. I had my moment. I love that. Um, but yeah, so that's We all have our moment. <laughs> exactly. I'm just I went, over it now. I saw, I saw Taylor Swift on the Reputation Tour. Oh my gosh. I, was I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
we all had our moment. It was like a delirium hallucination <laughs> type thing where I was like, I bought this physical CD because yeah. I was in my old Jeep that didn't have oh. like new tech. And yeah. so I could only listen to music on CDs in that Jeep. Wow. It was like a 90s. I had a car like that one. So, yeah. <laughs> it was and dark. so I literally bought Reputation because I was like, God, this album is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I like just listen to it all of the time and then i was like i am gonna go see her in toronto oh on the gosh. reputation tour uh that's so funny that just reminded me of another memory before you jump into the next yeah. one talk about having cds and cars i um mm. there was a time where i also could only play like whatever cds i had in the car yeah and two of the cds i had were like the soundtracks from the hunger games movies which i don't know if you've ever listened to those <laughs> But they are so random. Like, they have gotten all these, like, big artists to write songs specifically for The Hunger Games. Yeah. But they only were ever released, like, on CD. Like, these songs aren't in the yeah. movies. They're just, like, a special <sighs> album that's kind of, like, tells you the story of The Hunger Games through song, which is so that's weird. so But odd. I really, like, I listen to them a lot. So I know those songs pretty well. <laughs> Yellow Flicker Beat? Oh, that's Lord's a good one. Hunger Games That song? one is so good. That's one of my favorites. That is so such a good song yeah holy crap dang i should go back and listen um, to that again but anyway carry on <laughs> okay so my next book is lolita Ooh. so the first line of lolita <clears throat> pretty famous here mm -hmm. lolita light of my life fire of my loins <laughs> um so the song that i picked is off to the races by lana mm. del rey yep which has a chorus line that says light of my life fire of my loins be a good baby do what i want light of my life fire of my loins give me them gold coins give me them coins <laughs> it sounds so, so weird hearing that just it spoken. sounds so weird when you don't <laughs> sing it it sounds so much better when lana's singing it i swear <laughs> it really does um i love that song so what's really interesting is lana del rey has a song called lolita mm -hmm. And I didn't want to pick that one because it's, first of all, I was like, it's too obvious. Yeah. Um, but it also doesn't have quotes from the book in it. Like, it says, hey, Lolita, hey, hey, Lolita, hey. Like, it's got, it <laughs> says the name a lot of times, yeah. but it doesn't have the lyrics or the, the quotations. Mm -hmm. Whereas Off to the Races does. I also like Off to the Races more as a song. Yeah, I actually don't know if I've um, ever listened to Lolita, but I've listened to Off to the Races mm, about a thousand times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I would also just say that Lolita, sorry, um, Lana Del Rey overall has a real Lolita vibe. I was just thinking that. I'm like, she, she just screams to Lolita. the book. Yeah. Yeah. The whole book to, um, not the character, but the yeah. book's vibe and Lana Del Rey's like 50s, 60s thing that she's always kind of mm -hmm. doing and her sultry singing and all of that is yeah. like that whole thing. Yeah, it just makes fits. a lot of sense. Yeah. It fits. Um, okay, what's your next one? Okay, my next one, I decided to go with Know My Name by Chanel Miller, which oh. I don't, that's like, huh, why did I pick that? But I was just kind of listening to songs and then trying to think of what books they reminded me of. And mm -hmm. um, one song that I have had stuck in my head probably ever since I watched this movie that it's in, um, and I just had to match it up with something. So I chose the song Glide by Mitski. Um, it's like a mm. cover of, I can't remember who the original artist is, but this is the version. It's from the movie After Yang. So that's how you can find it. And it's just like, I feel like this song is kind of like Chanel at the end of her memoir, where it's like things are looking up. It's very hopeful. It's very 
lovely like i don't have the lyrics mm. in front of me i wasn't as smart as you but it's i'm just here for the vibes for the most part <laughs> just listen to the song and um you'll be able to feel what i feel and, yeah. and then you'll i think that can kind of help you understand how the book makes me feel too it's just so like it's like a warm hug like that song is just so so lovely so that's what i picked for my second one Okay, my final one, I chose 1984 by Mr. Mm. Jorge Orwell. <laughs> and this book, for me, basically, I have a really big obsession with George Orwell and Lord. Mm-hmm. I feel that Lord loves George Orwell yeah. and George Orwell would like Lord. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just going to go for the obvious choice. I'm going to yeah. go with Royals. Mm-hmm. Um, basically what I'm arguing here is that Lord's music is all about, well, no, no, I take that back. Lord's first album is all about, um, class struggle. Yeah. And it's about like her being not upper class, not fancy. Um, the other song that I really like for this is like white teeth teens. Mm. Um, but like the first line of Royals is I've never seen a diamond in the flesh. So it's like her life is so unglamorous, so disconnected from like that kind of Instagram thing that mm-hmm. she's literally never seen a real diamond, only photos of them. Yeah. Um, I'm not proud of my address. Again, it's like the concept of being like, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where it's just like, I'm not that what I'm supposed to be. And then the whole chorus obviously will never be rule, ro- royals and stuff. So the, all of that is to me very similar to 1984, Animal Farm, everything George Orwell writes, which is about class struggle. And it's about like the working class. And I made an entire video <laughs> yes. that I am going to link in the description <laughs> of back. this video um, because it's like, I wrote an essay about this in my undergrad because mm. I was like, I swear to God, there's a connection here. And then I made a video version of the essay yeah. where I was just like, I've got to share this idea because I was so excited about it. Um, so, yeah, that's my third and final one. Oh, that's great. You did a really good job with this game. You did Thanks, better buddy. than me, I think, which is fine. Nah. Um, I've pulled up the <laughs> lyrics for my final choice so that I can nice. look smarter. So, um, <laughs> so the last book I decided to pick was A Little Life by Hanya Yanagihara. Oh. And while I was reading this book, I think I listened to The National quite a lot while reading the book. So it's partially connected in my mind that way. But I also okay. feel like The National, just in general, pretty much you pick any of their songs. They're quite sorrowful Mm. and like moody, uh, which I feel Mm -hmm. like fits that book. But I specifically picked two songs, but I'll just start with one here. So I've chosen Sorrow by The National. And the beginning of the song goes like this. Sorrow found me when I was young. Sorrow waited. Sorrow won. Sorrow, they put me on the pill. It's in my honey. It's in my milk. So very, ooh, I just got a little bit of a chill. Um, Just from (laughs) hearing the song in my head. So this, obviously, A Little Life is just like a very sad, depressing book about someone who Mm. has been through hell like a million times over, basically. And so he's very depressed and all that jazz. So this song, just, you know, even just the titles, like, yep, that makes a lot of sense. The other song... I feel like more like this one is more the vibes fit a little life for some reason in my head. I don't think it's necessarily the lyrics, but Lemon World by The National. Mm. Mm. 
every time I hear that song, I feel like I'm I'm reading a little life. Like I'm just like inside of that book when I hear that song. So that's the other one I wanted to recommend. I don't think I've ever heard a song by The National. Oh. <laughs> you should listen to them. So they that are is why I'm them. not saying more things. I see. Because I'm like, I don't know who that is, but I'm, I want to check them you out. You should now. definitely check them out. Just like listen to some of their top songs because they are all yeah. so good. So, so good. Yeah. But yeah, moody. I really have... It was really funny going back to that emo playlist. Mm, bring it back. The emo voice is really stuck in my head. <laughs> it's like such a particular like I know exactly high. It's like men singing high voices. Kind of nasally a little bit. Nasally. Yeah. There's a nasally thing. <laughs> I have the, what is it? The Black Parade one. The When I was, when I a, young was boy. a young boy. <laughs> I'm just like, that is in my head right now. And I can't get away from it. That is so funny. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, Never thought you'd be here today <laughs> thinking no, about My Chemical no, Romance at no, the ripe age I really of 28 don't... or 27. <laughs> never, how old are we? <laughs> I re- how old am I? I'm 28. We're 28. Oh, God, I don't let's think not about that. think about that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely forget my age all the time. <laughs> I did the other day. I thought I was 27 and then I was 28 and I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't forget Got next year. <laughs> yeah. oh boy okay well thank you so much everyone I, I had a lot of fun on this episode um this was a silly good time mm-hmm. so we are now going to go record our patreon mini podcast books on bucket which nope. is the wrong <laughs> i always want to say books on bucket even though we've that been doing our... movie tub for like a year <laughs> yeah that was our last mini podcast <laughs> we switched them up because we obviously like want to keep it a little fun and fresh for us yeah. uh no movie tub where we talk about the things we've been watching mm. um i got a really lovely message from a, a person who had signed up to our patreon oh. and they were like you know i think I believe the situation was that they got a job and now that they had a couple of months of money, like they were feeling a lot more stable mm-hmm. and they were like, I'm so excited to support. And there was three, it was us oh, and yeah, two other I cool creators. Yeah. Um, and I was like, that is so beautiful. So I just wanted to do like an extra special shout out to everyone on our Patreon. It's so lovely. We, ha- we also got another message from someone who was like, it's time for my um twice a year check-in to books unbound so they just like sign up for one month and then they like listen to all of our stuff over the month because we release one of these every week yeah um and there's a bunch of other bonus content on there that we do vlogs every month and stuff like that and then they like quit at the end of the next month Mm -hmm. or whatever they do for a month and then in six months they'll do it again that's smart like that's all that's yeah that's a great way to do it and that still really supports us so if you're curious about checking it out uh, yes, it's patreon.com forward slash books unbound and it's always linked in the description in the show notes and our website and our Instagram mm. as well. Okay, that being said, thanks so much you guys for listening and we'll talk to you all next week on episode 200. Ah! Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>